Do you struggle with balancing the demands of both your family life and your work life? And then feel like despite your best efforts, sometimes you just aren't quite nailing either. If so, I've got you. As a mom of six, the struggle is real. I totally get it. And in my 17 years of being a mother, I can't even believe that, the work side of my life has ebbed and flowed and gone through all of the cycles. I am passionate about my family life. My kids are the center of my life. And yet when I became a mom, I didn't want to let my dreams or my aspirations fall by the wayside. There's someone I know who is equally passionate about both sides of her life, and that's my good friend, Yamel. Yamel is a fellow big family mom. She is a business owner with multiple successful businesses. And in this episode, she joins me to talk all about balancing business and babies. We're going to be talking about the challenges we've both experienced when it comes to balancing life and career, sharing our insights on how to balance the demands of motherhood with the challenges of entrepreneurship. We'll also be talking about how to foster connection and maintain a loving environment with your family alongside that pursuit of the professional goals. And we can't forget to touch on the importance of self-care. When you're a busy mom and a career woman, it's really easy for this to take a backseat to everything else. But we're going to discuss why this means it has to be even more of a priority. So let's get into it. You're listening to Radiant Womanhood, the podcast for multi-passionate women who are ready to shake off their limitations, dream big, and live fully. I'm Tabitha Blue, a wife, mom of six, author, life coach, and entrepreneur, and I know firsthand the challenges women can experience when it comes to balancing life's demands, staying true to yourself, and navigating the many curveballs life can throw. And guess what? I'm obsessed with helping you navigate all the crazy seasons of this thing called life with confidence and grace. Join me each week as I delve into topics from habit-making to goal-setting, career-balancing to relationship-nurturing, and everything in between, helping you get out of your own way and embody the radiance within. So grab your headphones, shut out the distractions, and get ready to shine. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to Radiant Womanhood. I am so glad you all are here with us. And everyone, I have a treat for you today and I'm excited to introduce my friend Yamel with me today. And I feel like this is actually kind of a full circle moment because Yamel has been in the world of motherhood for such a long time. She has an incredible business and has a podcast as well, the Motherhood Kit podcast that I've been on a couple of times. So that's where I feel like this is a full circle moment that now we get to have a conversation here as well. And so I'm really excited about that today. So thanks for being with us today, Yamel. Thank you for having me. I am beyond excited. I am so proud of you because I know that so many people are going to benefit from your gift and just from hearing your voice, period, because that's why you're a repeat guest on the Motherhood Kit, because you bring so much just knowledge and peace too. Like I always feel at peace when we're together. That's why I love like when we do get to get away and have a lunch date or or even get on the phone. Remember when we used to schedule like our phone dates? We did. Especially yes. when <laughs> we're smaller or younger. But yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I cannot wait to have this conversation. Yes. So I'm excited about this one today because, you know, I'm a mom of lots of babies. We've got six <laughs> kids in our house. Yamel is also a big family mama. So she understands the ins and outs of that a little bit. And that's a lot of what our conversation stems around for our coffee dates or lunch dates or phone dates. It's all this stuff with kids. But we also like to span 
the spectrum with babies and business. And so that's kind of what we're talking about today. Yamel, would you take just a second and introduce yourself, tell our listeners a little bit about who you are? Sure. So my background, first of all, professionally is I'm a registered nurse and I went the untraditional route in my nursing career. After doing a bit of bedside nursing, I went into more of a case management role in pediatrics, which that led me to a director role in pediatrics, a program called medical foster care, where I spent many, many years of my career. But even when I was doing that, I was still like, Adding to my knowledge base, I feel I will be a lifelong learner forever. Mm-hmm. And the world of birth and pregnancy and postpartum has always been near and dear to my heart. I had an experience when I was 10 and my mom was delivering my brother and I helped her with some comfort measures and breathing. And I like even wiped her bottom because my brother was crowning in our Brooklyn home. Wow. So that experience I feel was pivotal for me because I I was always that person in my group that people would come and like what do you think about this, you know, breastfeeding technique or hey, I'm feeling this, what should I do? So I was always talking about pregnancy and labor and birth. I like Tabitha said, I'm a mom of five and three are hospital births and two are home births, which also changed my life. And so then the term doula and the title doula sort of fell in my lap because being a nurse, I really couldn't hold hands with families like I am able to as a doula. So 10 years ago, One Love Doula was born and we've been serving families for that long. And I started as a solo doula using my nursing background. And now we have a team. And then after that, I recently gave birth to One Love Nanny. So really just very much complementing each other as well as the motherhood kit to support, you know, pregnancy, labor, birth, and early parenting or even parenting later on. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit about me. Besides that, the fun part is, of course, I'm a mom of five, which is very much my primary role. And I'm married to my high school sweetheart. I think that's so beautiful. I love that. And I also find it's really intriguing when there are so many parts of our history, like our story (laughs) beforehand, that really weave itself into being a part of our story right now. Like, like you said, when you helped with your, I mean, you were 10, kind of when a lot of that started to really weave into your story now, when you helped your mom with your brother's birth and just all of these things. And sometimes we can feel like there's this whole path or what am I doing or where am I going? And really all of these things that we learn along the way weave in to build a really beautiful story and truly bring us to where we are. So I feel like also if there's anyone that's listening, that's kind of like, I am going through a lot of stuff and I'm not sure if what I'm doing is what I want to be doing. Find the lesson in what you're doing because you'll be able to weave that into your story later as you pursue the things that you that you love doing. You know, yeah, and paying attention to what brings you joy because I remember being a kid and everybody, like, because we used to go to my grandma's house after school, like all the cousins. And I remember everybody playing with toys or watching TV or whatever. And I was playing with old charts, like medical charts that my my aunt would bring me because my aunt is a nurse and she would bring me like blank charts to play with. And I would play like, office receptionist or doctor and nurse. So I 
I already knew that I wanted to be in the medical field. And I think that we need to pay attention to that. What brings us joy? So there may be something right now that you're doing and it's not bringing you joy. And it's okay to lean into that. Like you said, lean into your story and see what is truly out there for you. Right. Exactly. And make the pivot when necessary and when needed. It's okay to make the pivot, but learn what you can from where you're at as you're making that pivot for your story. I think that's awesome. Well, I know that raising a large family while building a business, you now have been building multiple businesses. So that's not a small feat at all. So can you share some insight in how you balance the demands of motherhood, but also with the challenges of building those businesses of entrepreneurship? So one of the things that sounds so insane to me for you to say multiple businesses, because wow, I don't even see myself in that way yet. But having a business, I think one of the things that led me to it and stepping away from my director role is the flexibility in my schedule, right? But with that being, and and I know all business owners are going to be listening to me and like, yeah, but we're always on, right? My phone is always on. My phone is always available for my team. You just never know. But I have really worked hard to make sure to allow myself time for the things that I really want to do, whether that is volunteering at PTA or like today, I don't have much on my calendar besides sitting with you. I want to spend the rest of the day maybe cleaning up before the little girls get home and, you know, just doing something fun to just relax my brain. Right. But I will say that I think a lot of people think that we can't be moms and also be business owners or founders or entrepreneurs because it is still very much a male driven, you know, Mm -hmm. thing, field platform. And we're expected to be unemotional, right? We're expected to not perform well when something is going on with our kids or so on and so forth. We have these like labels because we're moms. And one of my personal goals has been to kind of like dismantle that. And my team makes fun of me all the time because they're like, you're so like on it, like you're and I'm like, I have to be for, you know, my, the success now is not only for me, it's for the entire team. And I want them to, you know, have earnings and be able to provide for their family. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the things that I've taken with me and that I remind myself is that there will be mistakes and I allow myself and give myself the space for that and not beat myself up. But I've learned a lot along the way. I've invested a lot into my knowledge as a business owner. It's not just a hobby. That's another thing. Moms that are business owners is like, oh, that's your hobby? Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's not. It's a lot. There's a lot that goes into it. So behind the scenes, it is very much a well-oiled machine now because of, you know, just learning from mistakes and learning from things that went wrong and restructuring. But nonetheless, I think it's been a wonderful journey. Really that, not afraid of making mistakes to be able to move forward and build that. Mm -hmm. I think that's I think that's really important because I can tend to be the type of person that wants it perfect before I put it out there. And I'm starting to, and not that I don't like things to be done well or with excellence, (laughs) but sometimes I'm seeing that done is better than perfect. Like taking those steps forward, even when you know, at the risk of messing up or at the risk of failing, or it's okay to make mistakes, but learn and grow forward with it is a huge, 
I think, step in the direction of success, both for businesses and in, you know, raising families. For sure. I mean, even on the the other side of it, there's people that I talk to that maybe want to be moms and they're afraid to go that route because they don't have everything set up and perfect yet. And that's what I would tell them. It's never going to be the absolute perfect time. Yeah. But it's time. <laughs> you know, yeah. when you know it's time, it's time. So take that step. So whether it's in business, whether it's in family, don't be afraid to take that step forward. I, I love that. And that was that was my kind of like my own personal tagline when I stepped away from my director role, because I, for a long time, everyone listening, this is going to be a shocker for a very long time. And there were moments where I even sat with Tabitha and discussed this. I was working my full-time role and also working my business. That was my choice. You don't have to do it that way. If you're thinking about, you know, launching a passion project, you don't have to do it that way. That was my personal choice because I had kid. we had kids in college we just had things that I was responsible for. And although I could have left my director role earlier, I still wanted to have some things in place. So I put that on myself. But when I made that decision to fully step away and fully commit myself to the business, I did it afraid. So that was my, mm-hmm. that was my every day. Yamel, you can do it afraid. Yamel, you can do it afraid. And I love what you said, Tabitha, about getting it done and not thinking about perfection. Because I don't like when people say, well, I'm doing my best or just do your best. I feel like that's such a cop-out. You can correct me if I'm wrong, because that's almost like, let's just do whatever. And if it Mm -hmm. comes out ugly, it's okay. No, it's not do whatever. It's let's do it. Let's do it all the way. If it's not perfect, it's okay. Right. Right. Like that goes, you and I talk about that, our content showing up online with our kids. And, you know, being a mom is a lot about modeling. And I wanted my kids to see, just like when I became a nurse, when I went back to school, I wanted them to see me going for something that I truly loved and that if I failed, that it's okay. I wanted to send that message to them because Mm -hmm. if I'm always just showing the things that went right, they're going to think that everything they do in their life has to be perfect. Right. And I don't want them to carry around that pressure. Mm-hmm. One thing about our parenting style here, my mothering style, yeah. we are very transparent. Well, either everything has to be done perfect or you're doing it well and you're doing it perfectly, but I can't. So why even try? <laughs> you know, there's a couple of messages in that I think that our kids could take from that instead of, like you said, we're doing it afraid. Yeah. We're doing our best. We're giving it our all. And if it's not perfect, that's okay. Yeah. And also we get to learn from it. So every step we take, every choice we make, every, you know, part of business and part of family, like we're, we're learning and growing it together. And that's the beauty of the journey. And I love that for us. How boring would life be if every day is just perfect? We wake up, we make our bed, the coffee's perfect. (laughs) Right. Like how boring would our, our life be? And I think I mean, I love learning. Of course, I don't want a major hurdle like the pandemic, again, where as a small business owner, we lost thousands of dollars just Mm -hmm. in the first week. But I can appreciate, you know, I've hired not the right team members and I've had to learn from that. Or I've hired somebody for a project that wasn't great. And it taught me how to navigate those types of conversations, right, with people because I do have certain expectations. And again, as a woman that is a business owner, sometimes if we 
communicate or convey our needs, we are a, not going to say, we are a curse word, right? Because we're communicating our needs. So those are some of the challenges that come up. But I try to remind myself every day, even when things are like crazy with the business, that at the end of the day, my why is because I love to help families. I remind myself my why. So even when it's a horrific day, why am I doing this? And that it's okay to step away and dedicate time to my family because my whole business is around family building. So it is okay for me not to reply to that email right away. It is okay for me not to show up to, you know, a certain meeting and decline because at the end of the day, my family, you know, comes first, just like I'm telling moms. Right. 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 You have to live it, (laughs) which I love that about you, that you are living it. And that's something that I think that that I can see in your family, you have spent that time working to build relationships. And so with building those strong relationships within a large family, I think really within any family, but especially a large family, because there's so many people, so many moving parts, it's a good skill. As an entrepreneur and a mom of six, my mornings start quick and early. But I've learned that what I consume in the morning really sets the tone for my day. And yes, I am talking about saving the scrolling for later in the day, but I'm also talking about a healthy morning latte for heightened focus and smooth, long-lasting energy. It can seem overwhelming with endless options when it comes to choosing your daily bevs. So why not fuel your mind while you fuel your body, while you skip the jitters and afternoon crash? I've been using Clever Superfood Latte Blends this past year as I made adjustments to focus on my health, and I am not turning back. Each Clever Blend contains three powerful adaptogens, 500 million heat-safe probiotics, and healthy superfoods wrapped up in a decadent oat milk latte. Just add water, froth, and voila! A couple of my faves are the mocha and chai, but there are many delicious ones to choose from. So go to cleverblends.com and use my code FRESHMOMMY15 for a discount just for you. That's C-L-E-V-R-B-L-E-N-D-S.com and code FRESHMOMMY15. So how do you foster that connection? How do you maintain that supporting and loving environment in your family while also pursuing those professional goals? Yeah. So big family moms, join in, join in. Have you ever seen that lady on on TikTok? She's like, join in, join in, everybody. (laughs) One thing that I learned very, very early on, I've been married already close to 26 years. A mistake that I did that I don't want any of you to make is I wasn't making time for my husband. I was just a mom for a very long time. Tabitha and I have talked about this too on the side. So for example, tonight I am going out with my husband. There is no guilt attached to that. No guilt at all. And again, motherhood, parenthood is a lot about modeling. So what are our kids seeing? They are seeing two people that love each other and that are dedicating time to one another. Regarding fostering relationships with them, one of our primary things, which is super corny, right? But dinner together. But when we're having dinner, we all do a whoopsie and a poopsie of the day. And everybody has to do it. It's a rule. The little girls keep us accountable because they're like, everybody, you have to say it. You cannot skip. Everybody has to. <laughs> It's like the high of our day and the low of our day. Yes. I was saying, we do the same thing. We call it high and low, but I love your little whoopsie and poopsie title for it. <laughs> you can borrow that, tap that. And all of you can borrow it too. So whoopsie and a poopsie. 
So that helps to keep us together, right? As a family, as a unit, taking time together, like all of us were just at, for those of you that don't know, Tabitha, I'm going to give you a, a little sneak right here. A little, not even a sneak. What is it? A hidden gem? No, no, I want to say this right. I'm not gatekeeping. I'm not gatekeeping. <laughs> I'm not gatekeeping. I'm giving you guys a little insider. Tabitha owns the most beautiful cabin with the most beautiful view. And we are frequent flyers. And so that's like our little, that's become our little safe space. I don't know what it is. I don't know what magic, it's Tabitha. So and yeah, I don't know what you guys, I told you that via text. I don't know what you guys sprinkled over there, but we feel very connected there. I, I'm going to, I'll start tearing up, but we feel really connected and we have a really good time. So I think that's going to be something that is very much in our year to year. But besides that, other little outings together, right? Whether it is like a, you know, a dinner together outside or a lunch together outside, because I cook a lot. But as you know, Tabitha, when you're cooking, you're not really spending time with them because you're, you know, taking care of the kitchen. And then the last thing that I would say for big families is we have to spend time with them individually. We have to, because they are individuals. And let me tell you that they they love being part of a big family. They do because we talk about it. And like I told you, we're very transparent, but it is very easy to get lost, your voice to get lost in a big family. Yes. Very easy. So whether it is like, you know, I'm not into sports, but I got into sports because of my son. He plays football and he's a wrestler. So now I'm a wrestling mom. I've been a wrestling mom for four years and a football mom for four years. Now I know the plays and I know what's going on on the field. Whereas mm-hmm. before that wasn't my interest, but I made it my interest because I wanted to connect with him. And then the girls, I mean, that's easy because I'm such a girl mom. I'm so girly, but you know, I make sure to, whether it is, you know, my oldest doesn't live at home. So maybe a phone call in the morning where I'm just listening to her and talking to her or, you know, a breakfast together, or coffee somewhere, or just sitting on the couch together. But individual time is very important. And the other kids just have to get it. Like, this is not your time. This yeah. is Brianna. Well, it makes it very intentional too. They feel special because they know that your intention isn't just mom's here because we're living in the same house and we're just here together. Mom's here because she wants to spend time with me. And so I think it sends a different message when it's the individual intentional time. And agreed. I will say that's hard to do in a big family as well because there's so many of them (laughs) making sure to have the time with each of them that, I mean, to be completely honest, sometimes that's something I struggle with here and there as far as, you know, when I'm getting it in. But Chris and I both have that heart to do that. And so it's nice having a partner that we can both take turns doing that. Like you said, finding different interests for, for each of them and then being intentional with those moments together. Agreed. Yep. I love that for us. And it's hard. It is hard because they all have different things that they like to do. And mm-hmm. you may not like to do it. And that's okay, moms. That's another thing that I, along my journey, I've learned. It is okay if you don't share the exact interests of your child. It's okay. But you can somehow enjoy it for them, right? Like the sports. I'm right. not. You think I love sitting in Friday night football for all these years? We have not been able to make plans on Fridays during all of William's like high school career. Yeah. Yeah. But guess what? 
when he looks back, he will remember Mm -hmm. his family in the bleachers always. Right. And, you know, those years, like everybody says, like the years go by so fast. Trust me, everyone, they do go by very fast. I cannot believe that my daughter is about to be 26, the oldest. I feel like I just gave birth to her. They do go by super fast. So quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right behind you. We have one about to graduate, start her career out of the house. And then two, the twins that are still in pull-ups at night. (laughs) You know, like they just, they recently potty trained. So there's this big span. But even that with them, seeing how quickly that time went by to where we're at right now. And then to the one that's about to be out of the house. It's, it's crazy. It's a great time. All great experiences. But yes, you're right. It just, it flies and you want to almost get it back. I I have a hard time looking back at pictures. I don't know if any mom listening can relate. I literally want to teleport back to Mm -hmm. them as infants. It's almost like your body craves it. I crave to be in that moment and just hold them then as they look in that photo. (laughs) It's a strange feeling. I realized the other day, I don't know if you remember Do you remember your postpartum journey? Like all of it? Do you remember any part of the nighttime or do you remember it? I don't remember it so vividly. You don't or you do? I do not. And so I was asking my husband that because I don't remember us like being extremely sleep deprived. I don't remember feeling so, so tired. So I, I was thinking to myself and I wanted to tell other moms like record yourself. Now we have so much technology. Yes. Right. I didn't have that throughout all the kids. Record yourself in those moments. Even if you're setting it up and it doesn't look perfect, the house is probably going to be a mess, whatever. But you're going to want to look back at that version of yourself. Mm -hmm. That's a great tip. That is really good. Because you're right. I mean, I remember a lot of different parts of it, but actually in those moments or like you said, the extreme tiredness. No, I mean, I remember it was there, but what it felt like or what it looked like. Not really. (laughs) Which is why probably we've had so many. (laughs) We we have memory loss issues and then we just like, we're pregnant again. It was great. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) But I think that's something too in motherhood. Like a lot of times we spend so much time taking care of everyone else, everyone else's needs. So what do you recommend? What do you tell your moms that you work with or families about being able to take care of ourselves as well. Like, why do you believe some of that's essential? And especially when you're also pursuing business dreams as well. Yeah. So one little tool that we provide our soon-to-be postpartum clients is a postpartum planning guide, which I think that could easily be used by any mom at any stage because one of the main exercises that this guide guides you through is identifying the things that you need. Not the things that your baby needs or your spouse needs or your dog needs or the house needs, but what are the things that you need in order to you know, keep you going, keep you happy, keep you sane, keep you grounded, all these things. And I think even for me, Sometimes I have to kind of take a pause when I'm not feeling okay, when I'm feeling too stressed. Or for me, when I'm feeling very anxious or just high stress, it manifests in I don't sleep well, which I'm noticing that, or my tummy is upset like the whole day. And I know it's stress. I'm anxious about something. So I have to like take a step and recognize, okay, what can I do to bring some relaxation into my life, right? And one thing that I will say is that when I talk to people about, are you caring for yourself or are you taking time for themselves? They're like, 
I don't have time for a spa day. You crazy amount? Or I can't afford that. That is not self-care mm-hmm. necessarily. Or com- like, I love the term comfort care. I love to do my skincare night. And the motherhood kit hears this all the time. That is one of my non-negotiables. It brings me a lot of joy, a lot of comfort. I learn about different ingredients and things that I want to use on my skin. It's, hello, it's the biggest organ that we have. It's the first thing that you see on everybody, their face, right? So at night, it not only gives me time to take care of myself, my body, but I use it also like to almost like meditating. Like I think I say affirmations to myself, Mm -hmm. right? So that's so simple. I'll put jazz in the background. That's not costing me tons of money besides my initial investment, right, in my skincare. But I'm not leaving my house. I'm not scheduling with anyone. So I want you to sort of like dismantle the thought that self-care needs to be a weekend getaway, getting on a flight, right, going to an expensive brunch, going to a spa. No, it could be that your husband or your partner takes the kids and you stay at home with a quiet home and you read a chapter in your book. That could be comfort care. Or it could be at the end of the night, your partner does the nighttime routine with the kids, which this is something that my husband does every night. And you make yourself a nice cup of tea and sit in your bed. That could be it. So really, I think the first step is what is something that brings you comfort, that brings you peace, that takes away some stress? What is an act or a thing or something that you can do for yourself? And it doesn't have to be crazy. Sure. Who doesn't love a spa day? Right. right? We all do. Mm-hmm. But I love how you brought that up even just now and even at the beginning of this question of what is it that I need or what is it that brings me comfort or peace? Yeah. Because it is easy to mix those things up. What do I need? I need to do some laundry. I need to clean it. No, that has to do with my house or my family or my kids. But what is it that I need for peace here, peace in my mind, peace in my heart, you know, even peace in my body Yeah, to be able to take those next steps? And doing nothing is productive. Doing nothing is productive. And I have to repeat this to Yamel many times because I am a busy body. Like my daughter says, so over Christmas Eve, I decided to order food. So in a, in a Hispanic household, Christmas Eve is really big and we cook a lot, probably more than even Thanksgiving. And it's called Noche Buena. And I said, you know what? I'm going to order from the restaurant that we go to. It's a, it's a Latin market. And so we're all like, oh my God, what are you, you know, they were making fun of me. What are you going to do all day? You're going to go crazy. And my daughter goes, yeah, she'll probably repave the driveway or find a wall to take down or something. Cause I will, I will. So I really made it a point to like, if my body wants to have a seat or several seats and cuddle up under a blanket and maybe just scroll on my phone for a little bit, that is okay. Doing nothing is productive too. You have to recharge. We do it with all our electronics, right? We set it on a dock, put it to charge. Think of yourself like that too. You need to recharge as well. That's pivotal for your mothering success. Mm -hmm. Yes, I totally agree. Pivotal for mothering success, pivotal for creativity, pivotal for success in business and in life. And I think that's a good reminder for all of us listening moms or even not moms, like take the time to recharge. Yeah. It has to be done. Otherwise your your body, everything's going to shut down for you and on you. <laughs> and that's right. something we don't want. Like recharge so that you can keep 
the creativity flowing, keep, you know, your motherhood journey going and successful. Agreed. Yamel, I just want to say a heartfelt thank you for joining me today, for sharing this conversation with me, for sharing your wisdom with our guests. I really think that there can be a beautiful chaos <laughs> to raising babies and building businesses. And so I believe that your wisdom and your stories and your tips have really helped pave the way for, for others doing that as well. I know it helps me. So I want to say thank you and let's just keep shining bright. Thank you, Tabitha. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Radiant Womanhood. If you want more, head on over to radiantwomanhood.com for show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you could take a few moments to rate and review the show. Don't forget to hit the follow button to stay updated on our latest episodes. Friend, I love hearing from you. So shoot me a DM at Instagram at Radiant Womanhood or at Tabitha Blue to carry on the conversation. And if you believe the remarkable women in your life could benefit from this episode, share the link with them to spread the love. Until next time, friend, keep shining.